good. Oh, Hello and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are certainly glad you have joined us. I'm Mark Sandlin. I'm here with my good buddy, Caleb Lines. Caleb, how are you, sir? I'm doing great for a Monday. How about yourself, Mark? <laughs> uh, any Monday while I'm around doing the Moonshine Jesus Show is a great Monday. So that's the that's way right. I see it. Anyway, hey, listen, we want to encourage you all. Uh, we are presented by ProgressiveChristianity.org. Please go check out uh, everything that's offered there. There's all kinds of great progressive Christian writings as well as liturgies and other things that you will find useful, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Also, make sure to check out our show, The Moonshine Jesus Show, on Facebook. Follow us there. You'll learn more about us, uh, and we'll be interacting with you there as well. So make sure uh, you take the opportunity to do that. Now, there is a very important thing that we must do now. Absolutely. We are going to be talking about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. and. I must let you know. You hear this? <laughs> You've got to get red alert. Spoiler red alert, alert. Red alert. Spoiler alert ahead. There are spoilers yes. ahead. So uh, please don't be surprised. It's still going off. I, it's, I, yeah, we've it's got to get out of this loop. We've got to get out of this loop. So, uh, yeah, this is always uh, a spoiler full, not spoiler free show. So be mm-hmm. sure that you're aware of that as we head into this. So, Caleb, we start with our drinks. Uh, I assume that you have some kind of a creative Star Trek-themed drink. I do have a Star Trek-themed drink. It's not overly creative this week, I must confess, Mark. So there are sites where you can find tons of Star (laughs) Trek-themed drinks. And so I've got one called the Vulcan Mine Probe, because we're okay. talking about Strange New Worlds today, right. and Spock is one of the folks who is, yep. you know, who is in this. And uh, so the Vulcan Mine Probe is a very simple drink. It's one and a quarter ounce of vodka and three quarters ounce of blue Curacao. So just a, nice. a Vulcan Mine Probe. Uh, so I'm trying to mine probe you, Mark, to determine what you might you might drink well, i don't I, know but does it does uh, it have uh, bourbon ah it does not i threw a curveball oh. at you <laughs> well, so i listen. gotta drink some more of this okay yeah yeah, yeah that's right uh, so listen uh yeah. the new captain captain mm-hmm. pike and he's not really new but he's new in terms of leading a series uh he's already possibly my new favorite captain so i've already i tried to do hit my hair up as high as it would go. I just am not working with it's, what he's working with. It's hard so to get that height, man. Yeah. It's good. just not, you know, I don't, and I don't looks have, good, though. It looks good. I don't, yeah. I don't have all the, the things he has to work with up there. You know, I'm just trying to keep what little is there. Uh, <laughs> I, I but, can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And, but anyway, so in the first episode, uh, he has, um, Spock in his, in his room and he offers him a Saurian ale, I mean, a Saurian uh, brandy. So uh-huh. I have here in my, first of all, Star Trek Discovery glass. Oh, uh, yeah. A, I've got a Saurian ale. Um, it is pretty simple as well. 
you basically take vodka and then you put some orange pills in it and let it set overnight. And then you add uh, sugar and maple syrup. I will yeah. tell you this. Um, I advise taking about, you, you can find this recipe online everywhere. I advise yeah. taking about half the sugar and half the maple syrup. Uh, Cause Sounds it's very all sweet. I used half of what they recommended. And honestly, uh-huh. while it's good, it is too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's not bad at all. Cheers, sir. Hey, cheers to you, Mark. Cheers to all, all of right. you out there watching. Looking forward to the show and uh, geeking out a little bit about this great new Star Trek ad- addition to the Star Trek chance franchise. Let's do it. And Jesus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where today we are talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds. It is the new streaming series in the ever-expanding universe of Star Trek shows on Paramount+. Plus, And I think a pretty good one. It follows uh, Captain Pike and the crew of the USS Enterprise as a prequel to Star Trek, the original series. And... A lot of fans are saying that this is back to exactly what a Star Trek show ought to be, which I suppose is partly uh, meaningless pseudoscience techno jargon, a bit of heavy handed moralizing and some regulations be damned attitude, which I'll admit is exactly what I kind of want in a Star Trek show. I, I really have enjoyed this. And I think for the most part, we're only three episodes in. They've only dropped three episodes. But I I, I think that even though it is a, a prequel, they've done a pretty good job of handling it. Although there are uh, some things that uh, that come with prequels, like muddying of waters and, and things like that, that I, I do hard think not that... To step, hard not to step on cannon sometimes. <laughs> it is very hard. And if you are a Trekkie, and I know Mark and I are both kind of Trekkies, that that can be hard. <laughs> hard and those can be tough waters to navigate what's your take on the show mark how do you like it so far i have to say i really i do like it i do feel like it's old school star trek uh particularly uh the original series uh you mentioned it's a prequel i mean it's kind of cool because i don't i can't think of another show that's both a a prequel and a spinoff so it's a spinoff of Discovery. These characters, right. the some of the main characters were introduced to a Discovery, and it's a spinoff. I mean, it's a prequel, as you mentioned, the, the original series. So I think that, you know, that's a lot to take on with such a big uh, franchise that is so heavily thought of, and the fans, as you were pointing out, can get a little uh, <clears throat> worked up if things aren't exactly the way they should be. Uh, uh, Star Trek fans do not uh, I'm do sorry. that. You're right. I was thinking of <laughs> Star Wars fans. There's no way it would be Star Trek fans. <laughs> never never. (laughs) i I have to say i i like this show i i like that they've gone back you know the last few iterations of star trek have been more of your serialized storytelling Mm -hmm. with sort of season arches that are primary um i i like this more episodic i like the way it feels more like the original series um 
certainly makes it easier to deal specifically with like like really particular issues and morals uh, whereas if you get this long story arch where the play the the you know the 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 end of it is down the road so you you have to take yeah. these little moments to do small little lessons about more uh, uh the outlooks and, and what you're looking for so i like that about it um yeah. I, I i like that it allows it to be more of a parable and not so much just this giant epic story um and mm-hmm. i love that it's uh that it, that that style is seems at least so far going to allow them to go more specific with characters like mm-hmm. we got a, a kind of ohura uh um show already whereas in things like discovery when you've got these long story arches well the few people who are the main people in those story arches are going to mostly be the main people in each episode as well so i kind of like what it's going to do for character building um i i I mean i know that i'm a i'm a geek about this so i was kind of predestined to want to as a presbyterian (laughs) i was predestined to want (laughs) to like this sorry i had to uh go there you know um (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what was your, the, you really like it. You kind of like it. You got issues with it. What, where are you on? I, I really, so I really like it. Had we talked pre episode three, I would have said, I love it. Um, mm. One of my, one of my problems with prequels in general, especially when we're talking about well-established franchises is that you're right. It is very hard not to step on Canon. And mm-hmm. so that's been one of my issues with all these prequels anyway and uh, I, I thought that uh, Strange New Worlds has done uh, a pretty good job of of actually being a prequel to the original series. One of the things you and I have talked about, I think mostly offline, Mark, but uh, yeah. but some here is that one of the things that's irritating is when like it's a prequel and the technology is obviously so much more advanced <laughs> than the show that it's supposed yeah. to come before. And so I think that this show, you know, the technology in it, uh, they do a good job of keeping true to the original series mm-hmm. while, you know, having some modern updates that we would expect some modern, mm-hmm. mainly visual updates for how the ship looks and all. But uh, you, you look at things like the tricorder, you know, their their device that that they use to uh, to get information. And it looks like the tricorder on the original series. So things like that, yeah. I, I like. But yeah. but here's my here's why I say. Shuttles, okay. yeah. Shuttles. Well, they here's, did a great job with thing, those too, updating them. Yeah. They did. Here's my problem with episode okay. three. Okay. So uh with uh, we find out that one of the crew members is related to Khan, right? Exactly. And Spock is uh, Spock is on the ship. So then when we get to the uh, to the events of the original series, shouldn't Spock know who Khan is? Right, because it's a big deal. We've got we've got descendant here who makes a big deal about being a descendant from Khan and and genetic engineering and all this. Then when we get to the Kirk's Enterprise and they meet Khan for the first time, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? Maybe they're yeah. surprised to meet him, but they shouldn't not yeah, know I think who he the, is. But ha- yeah. hasn't hasn't other shows already kind of breached that? I mean, don't we now have this story set up that Khan was? you know uh what what do you call it he was frozen to to preserve him and that's how he ends up being you know she ends up being the descendant of him even though he shows back up later in the timeline uh obviously not quite old enough to have her to be a a descendant at her age so i kind of feel like they've already i'm not blaming strange new worlds for this i feel like they've been playing a little loose with that already 
I mean, part of that is just that when Roddenberry wrote the original series, yeah. he didn't have any clue that there would be all of this follow-up. Like, so he yeah. wasn't worried about, you know, the histories of these. And so we, you've had to kind of go back in and build history into it yeah. in places that it wasn't originally intended. I mean, they did some neat stuff with the the original pilot and stuff to make it feel like there was history, right. uh, which led to all of this history building that we now get. So I, I kind of give them a little pass on that. Uh, but there are other things that that shouldn't that I should give a pass on that I'm I'm struggling with, man. Can, maybe you can help me. Okay. Since okay. when? Since when is there a medical transporter? <laughs> so, when that, when that, I mean, how many times would it have been great if if the if 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 the hospital area had a transporter? I'll beam them directly. No, you didn't. Now there's one in there. That's true. That's true. That shouldn't bother me. I get that, shouldn't, but it does, man. And with a separate pattern buffer, right? It, right. Uh, and, and that's weird. Like, why is this one system not tied right. in with the rest of them? And then if it's not tied in with the rest of them, why is it that the when that one wasn't updated, even though it's not the one that's being used, why was it that that affected, <laughs> okay. like, the right. biofilter? <laughs> on the other one i, I mean we okay I, this is you and i being a little too geeky in our geeking out section okay so, we're, we're gonna back out, up mark we, <laughs> we, we want to really know love. the tech specs of the enterprise okay i, I understand right. i understand i definitely understand but Got listen I, i'd like to talk about a different thing and it, and i hinted at it at there's something beginning. else that bothers you okay tell me no no i'm, I'm going in no, the opposite direction now I, I go in the opposite direction now it's one of the things i love about the show so far i like the mm -hmm. The presentation of the captain. Uh, we've seen Pike a few times played by a few actors in other series. Mm -hmm. And he was a little bit different in those. Yeah, um, he was. I am, I really like, the show feels so much like the original series. It's hard it not to put Pike beside Kirk and, and compare mm -hmm. the two. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I have really enjoyed the most. Um, Kirk you know, uh, when it was written, it wasn't something that the world talked about, but, you know, um, toxic masculinity and male privilege was all piled yeah. heavily on him and it, he just exuded it. Um, and now we have Pike who, uh, is, is almost this intentional mirror opposite of him. Mm -hmm. You know, he is in command, but he's, you know, he's a consensus builder. Um, he, uh, I loved one of the things that instantly connected it to, to him, to me to him was, you know, we, we see him in episode one, we first meet him and he's in his kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. He episode two, he gathers the crew in a kitchen, in a kitchen. Uh, dining area. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's these strong harm, hearth, her home, hearth, mm -hmm. family yeah. values kind of things going on. Mm -hmm. And they even changed the tagline to we seek out new life. We mm -hmm. boldly go. So it has this mm -hmm. kind of bringing together. And I, yeah. I really uh, appreciate that. We even see him spending lots of time listening and not just reacting. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I love the episode with the uh, asteroid. <laughs> he goes, anyone want to tell me how a comet can put up a force field? And then he kind of just throws <laughs> it out there to everybody. You know, uh -huh. he's not like I'm in charge and I'm going to, he just throws it out in, in this kind of lighthearted kind of familiar type of way. Um, and ultimately I feel like he, he trades Kurt's bravado uh, for this transparency and this, this empathy and, and open-mindedness. And I love that showing that that kind of leadership can happen, yeah. particularly 
with someone suffering from a mental disorder. He has clear mm -hmm. issues with PTSD, which we can mm -hmm. talk about as well. I kind of love that the show is going in this direction with what leadership can look like because we've seen so many leaders of, I would say this, uh, Burnham was my favorite. I think mm. I think Pike's taken over Pike. for me mm. already mm. in three episodes. I mean, do you, am I off or do you feel like that they are doing that? So I think that's one of the powers of Star Trek is that it 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 is able to deal with the issues at the time. And even though it's set in the future, that's always been the thing that Star Trek is about is about social commentary. Mm -hmm. And so that's been some of my frustration with the newer Treks is that. It doesn't really, it feels more like kind of sci-fi action trying to play to yeah. that audience instead of talking about the morals of society, which mm -hmm. I think is why, like as a clergy person, I'm drawn to Star Trek. And as yeah, someone who's absolutely. interested in, in the well-being of the world, why I am, why, why I've always been drawn to Star Trek. And so I, I think that, you know, the power of the original series when, when it was on the 1960s is that, you know, it was, it was very much a product of the 1960s, but it was, it was yeah. progressive for its time in, in speaking, uh, you know, about the issues that were relevant in the day. And e even things like seeing the first uh, interracial kiss between Kirk mm -hmm. and Ahura in the United States anyway, uh, right. on Star Trek, even if they were being mind controlled at the time, right? That was out mm -hmm. <laughs> right but but we right. still saw it it was a social commentary even as we saw uh people from uh different nationalities on the bridge even if they were all really american actors it was the idea so it was progressive for the time and so i think what what you're reflecting in in pike here is that that we're seeing a captain who is uh, a captain exhibiting leadership like we would like to see today mm -hmm. uh people who are uh who are are giving voice uh, to those who might feel voiceless, people who are breaking silence on mental illness, uh, right. people who are striving to um, empower others, that those mm -hmm. are the kinds of values that we see in good leaders today. And so, of course, we hope that in the future that uh, that those are the kinds of values that we see as well. But but uh, but I think that that's one of the things that's the most important about Star Trek is that uh, that it gives us our our social commentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I think it isn't surprising that ministers particularly yep. are attracted to it. Like I mentioned earlier, um, uh, a, a, a good Star Trek episode feels at least to me, uh, it, it, it feels like a parable, which Jesus yeah. taught a lot in parables. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, it's natural to be uh, attracted to it, I think, as ministers. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and just the idea of a show, I, I'm glad, I feel like J.J. Abrams was kind of the, the tipping point, and I'm glad that's sort of a different timeline, but he was kind yeah. of the, the tipping point into making it more of an action-based Show he absolutely was, yeah. Then a relational, um, uh, moral commentary type of thing. So I'm yeah. glad to see them finally making the choice to pull back. I've even heard, I can't remember where I read it, that Discovery, whose numbers are starting to falter uh, this season, it's talking about maybe next season being more episodic uh, because mm. of this early success already, which I think would be fantastic. So I tell you what. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we we we, uh, we could go on and on. We could literally, we uh, could. I, I think we yeah. could have talked that entire segment about the idea of why a uh, 
a transporter a in transporter. the medical room needs an, a buffer of its own, and how and that we could be, and how that could be a medical necessity, but they haven't thought of it before now. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to leave that. Uh, we, we'll 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 do after the show's over. We'll do our own geeking. Yeah, out, that's right. We will be, just talk about the medical cause, transporter because it'll be interesting to us and really probably nobody else. But we will do that. But in the meantime. Uh, we really appreciate everybody's tuned in. Continue uh, giving us your thoughts and messages. We are checking out the chats. And uh, we're going to come back in just a minute. And um, after the break, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about theology and politics. We've started moving in that direction already. And so yeah, uh, I'm excited so. to get into this a little bit deeper. Let's come back after a drop. <laughs> Welcome back to the Moon Shine Jesus Show. We are glad that you are still here with us. We're moving into our Theopolitico section. Um, and, and so I want to start, Caleb, mm -hmm. with a very specific. You, you, you actually have a little bit of an advantage on me in this question that I'm, I'm going to push us towards in that I know that you... You good, yeah. <laughs> not fair. It's not fair. I'm doing this to myself. I just want to point out I'm doing this to myself. So I know that you watched episode three last night. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it the day after it came out. So I'm not, mm -hmm. it's not as fresh on it's my fresh for me. mind. Yeah. And there are, there are a lot of really interesting things that happen in it. Mm -hmm. One that almost feels like a secondary story, but ultimately I think becomes one of the main stories because mm -hmm. a, a lot of this is really, uh, anyway, um, yeah. is when number one reveals that she is an augment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that is a big, big no-no in uh the Federation. You 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 don't get to be in or part of particularly an officer in the Federation uh if right. you are an augment. And mm -hmm. she reveals that. And, and I just remember this moment, and 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 I think mm -hmm. this is a great commentary on the world, particularly when it comes to people who are uh, pushed to margins and somehow labeled as unacceptable or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When the captain basically says, you know what? She shares with him that she's an augment and knows and tries right. to resign. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm not going to let you resign. And basically he says, right. cause you know what? He all but says, because you're one of the good ones. Mm. Like you're an ex you're exemplary. So of course you get to stay. Mm. How how much do you think that that's a commentary on the human psyche of how we far too frequently treat folks, you know, uh, that we don't bring in folks that have been marginalized until there's people who have been marginalized who are seen to be exceptional. And then we go, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Yeah. So his quote is, uh, you defied every stereotype we held about the Illyrians. She reveals that mm -hmm. she's an Illyrian. That's her species. And, okay. So I think that that's true to how we as human beings typically relate, right? We, we see people as other when they have differences from us. And the way that we break down that otherness is by relationship. 
And so that's why uh, relationships are one of the most important things and one of the most theological things that we can engage in, because mm. it is through building those relationships that, that we begin to see each other as human. And, uh, you know, I think as um, uh, Christians that we see each other, you know, in the divine image. And so um, I, I think that, you know, had, um, let's, let's ask, you know, if, if, Pike had had not uh, had this experience of uh, the best first officer in the fleet, as he calls her. I mean, right. would he have still held his prejudice against the Illyrians? Or I mean, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know if he would have or not. I mean, we, we were certainly having him set up to be the kind of character that wouldn't. But just the language that he used made it sound like, at least right now. That is why he's making this decision, which I, I, I both went, there was two sides immediately to me. Yeah. One was like, I cannot believe this show just said that. Mm -hmm. And then there was the part of it that went, maybe they're doing it on purpose. Like it, it it's, yeah. it's so easy in particularly this style of Star Trek to kind of go yeah. with the easy moral or the easy kind of, yeah. uh, write it real easy well of course we'll accept you because you're great and isn't that wonderful that we think you're great um but also it was like maybe this is commentary and then we get another scene mm -hmm. where i think it proves it is commentary as a matter of fact it's one of the yeah. things i might love the most about this show so far mm -hmm. is that it's sort mm -hmm. of a self-reflective show so mm -hmm. it 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 made that statement that basically uh because you're particularly cool and unique yeah we'll, we'll do this um, <laughs> well, yeah but so uh no number one yeah. goes back to her room and does uh -huh. a, a a log entry and and, and yeah. this is what what she yeah. says mr dr mabinga stopped hiding today and for once i did too i told captain pike the truth about myself and he defended me i told yeah. told he told me i was exemplary that he would fight for me. Yeah. So why do I feel terrible? What, what mm. if I hadn't saved all mm. those lives? Would yeah. the captain feel the same? Would he do, what would he do if I wasn't a hero? One of the good ones. Yeah. Uh, would it be enough for me just to be an Illyrian? I, yeah. I felt like that was one of the moments in this show um, where uh, I, I know the third episode made you kind of back off about your love of the show, like how much yeah. it is. For mm -hmm. me, that I sunk in completely at that point. I was like, right, this mm -hmm. is a show that mm -hmm. sees what it's doing on its own. Like it's yeah. it's making commentary on itself as the show progresses, which is brilliant and smart and much needed. Um, yeah, at least in the way I see it. Yeah, I I like that, Mark. And uh, yeah, it's it's purely my Star Trek geekiness that was like ah the canon and all this. But but <laughs> but that is one of the things I love that I do also love about this show is that that we get this kind of commentary. And uh, I also thought it was wonderful that she said all that and deleted the log because I, I was sitting too. there thinking they're gonna. They're going to use this against you. Mm -hmm. You know, this is going yep. to come back to haunt you. And she deletes it. And so uh, in, in keeping with that, the, the doctor at one point says, mm -hmm. um, prejudice has kept people from helping each other for centuries with no scientific justification. Mm -hmm. And after we met our neighbors in the galaxy, we found new 
bigotries. And so wow. I, I thought wow. that this was uh, that this was very interesting, as you, yeah. you know, and I think it's a commentary on, on where we are as a society that we are trying, you know, to, to break down all of these things that have traditionally been in our way. And even in the midst of trying to break down these barriers and trying to be more accepting of people that we are constantly also finding new ways to be bigoted towards other people. And uh, I, I, I think in some ways that is the human condition and in mm. other ways. Um, well, why you know do you think it is the human condition? Because I kind of agree with you. I, unfortunately, I think yeah. it is the human condition. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's always got to be someone that yeah. we're looking down on for mm -hmm. made up reasons, essentially. Because once uh -huh. we yeah. try to fix one, there yeah. a new one will pop up. And sometimes, as we're doing right now as a nation, mm -hmm. we go mm -hmm. back and revisit old ones. We try to re... Did, we, we may have buried them, but we're going to unbury them and, and, and have, you know, the living dead walking again, the living, mm -hmm. uh, the, the dead biases walk the earth once again. I mean, not that they were ever fully dead, but we had at least. They were swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had at least put them far enough under that, that we had a chance mm -hmm. to progress and do something right. What, what do you think it is that causes, because I think we've seen this across the history of humanity. Yeah. What is it that, that in us that has this need? I think it's uh, in some us. ways, in some ways, it's like a like a, a safety thing, right? That that human beings for centuries they uh, associated with the people who were the most like them, and they were the most likely to protect them and uh, yeah. and keep them safe. And so, in some sense, it's biological and evolutionary. And yep. you know, in other ways, it's just uh, familiarity. Like, who is it that we're around that, that we're familiar with and comfortable with? And whenever we meet new people, you know, it. it it can make you uncomfortable. It can make you feel disoriented right. when you're around someone who, who challenges you in, mm -hmm. in any, any way. And it, it, it can be as simple as the way someone looks. It can be as simple as the way someone speaks or the language they speak that makes you feel like, you know, that you're outside of that. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or it can be much more complicated than that. But I think the Christian message is that we need to lean into that discomfort. And so mm. that's one of the things that I love about Star Trek and why, uh, you know, um, people have always seen it as as humanistic. And Gene Roddenberry, the creator, you know, was uh, kind of a, a humanist himself. Yeah, uh, but but I have always seen it as the gospel. Uh, I have always looked <laughs> right. at, I, I have always looked at Star Trek and seen it as a gospel, like lean in yeah. to those areas of discomfort. Try to create this this type of world that Jesus called mm -hmm. the realm of God and that Star Trek calls the future. You know? Right. Well, I, I don't think that I think there's overlap. Like I've always uh, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've gotten in pretty bad heat, pretty bad trouble for saying I actually think Jesus was a great humanist. Like a mm -hmm. lot of mm -hmm. what he taught was really just really solid humanist. So uh, for, for mm -hmm. me, I don't, it, you can yeah. say that Roddenberry was a humanist. Great. That means that he's also teaching about the same things that mattered to Jesus, that Jesus tried to make important for Agreed. us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. I feel like part mm -hmm. of that is that we have to, Going back to what we were saying about uh, our long history and how really what you were making veiled a reference to was tribalism, that we were in small groups and anyone outside of our group represented threat. And so um, if, in a lot of ways, humanism, the teachings of Jesus, particularly when we, I, I'm, I'm stretching for this, I realize that, um, when we do it through the filter of Star Trek, we start realizing that a lot of this is about trying to work against our what what's uh, what some psychologists call our lizard brain, our natural mm -hmm. response based mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. such a much longer time of existence where survival 
counted on us recognizing people who weren't like us and pushing them away. Um, And I feel like a lot of the teachings that are important to you and I, a lot of the teachings that Mm -hmm. we see in Star Mm -hmm. Trek, a lot of teachings that are about humanism really come down to us trying to figure out how to shut that part of our brain off because it's not needed anymore. And it ends up being Mm -hmm. a better world if we do. Mm -hmm. I, I love that thought, Mark, and uh, that's that's one of the things that that I love about Star Trek is it gives us this vision, and and I think in the same way that Jesus did, that a world where we're able to kind of put all of these all of these things that hold us back behind us, mm-hmm. uh, and and to really focus on the good that that it is possible, and you know I'm one that thinks that when Jesus was talking about the the reign of God, the realm of God, that he was talking about a, a, a vision for the future, an alternate vision for the future here, where everyone is given the the dignity and respect that they deserve where where yeah. everyone has uh, the sense of god's justice and so um i i think that one of the main callings that we have as christians is to is to try to create that world through right. the way that we act uh, and so um so i love star trek for exactly absolutely. that reason uh, absolutely i bet you absolutely. i bet you I, got some questions do, do i, I have, think we're good at questions for me mark i, I bet you've got I, a question I, that's gonna stump me I, 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 I I'm hoping that I have one that stuffs you because I, I, yeah. I, you know, it is called make me look stupid. I, we talked right. about originally naming the segment stump your co-host, but that just didn't feel as much fun. And, uh, and, uh, like a real challenge as make me look mm-hmm. stupid. So yeah, I think we can do that. Why don't we take <laughs> this quick break? And uh, y'all, all all of you who uh, love to see uh, Caleb with his eyes looking like there's a deer in headlights as much as I do, (laughs) Uh, you're going to love this segment. Uh, Tune in in just a moment, and we thank you for being here so far. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, and we are here at my favorite segment of the show, where I'm going to try to make Mark look stupid, and we'll see yeah, if it works. He's, get, he's getting really good at this so far. It's starting to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did feel uh, I did feel can... like I did feel like your lead into this segment was just a uh-huh. setup, like you were deflecting, like, "Oh, Mark's going to make me look stupid," and in the back of your mind, going, "Oh, I'm going to make him look stupid." <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's see what I've got here. I, you know, I am introducing this segment. I do get to ask the first question, yes, so do. we'll yes, see. All right, All right, Mark. Here we go. Here we I'm go. A, a, I want to know, um, what do you think is the significance of a, a race called the Illyrians in Episode Three? Is there is there any significance to that? Wow. Yeah, it's a good question. That is a, a, a really good I question. It is. It's a great I, I wish I wish I, <laughs> I wish I remembered more about the Lyrians right now after drinking all of this sorry and uh here, here um, here's what I know about the Lyrians to help you out, Mark. Um right, thank you. that's uh, that uh they were 
the neighbors to the north of the Greeks. And uh, the, uh, the <laughs> Greeks called uh, any of their neighbors to the north uh, Illyrians. Um, we're unsure if they actually existed or, or not. Um, right. And uh, we, we don't know all, all about them. But why, right. why did the start? Why did the uh, writers choose the name Illyrian? Right. They choose the name Illyrian because it's a classic reference to other. It's even better that the Illyrians didn't exist or may not have existed because it was a way of pointing out there something you and I were just talking about in the last segment. Look, mm. those are the others. We must fear them. Ah, ah. So, so in this, the feder the Federation of the Greeks, they're looking out uh, at the the folks who have experienced genetic modification, and mm -hmm. uh, they are calling them other, and they're they're actively discriminating against against them. Right. One of the things and, that we didn't we didn't even talk about, Mark, in the, yeah. the last uh, the last segment, is mm -hmm. uh, too. Uh, you know, I I don't know what we didn't talk about exactly what episode three in particular was even. I mean, all the episodes we have been about so meaty. And uh, oh, yeah, you know, and we I, talked about three you, a little bit in, in terms uh, of of number one, that kind of thing. Right, right, we did, but but was was episode was episode three also about vaccinations? Uh, as, oh, it was clearly, it was clearly, <laughs> clearly, it was clearly about vaccinations, right? right? As right. as number one is able to, as as her body develops kind of antibodies. Her right. blood develops antibodies. I think that's even the words they used. It was, it was. Any illness that they that they mm -hmm. come up with. And ultimately, oh. at the end of the day, they synthesize an antidote from her blood. <laughs> if, from the, <laughs> yeah. if, if, there's, if there is anything about this show that isn't my favorite, it's that they are so like nail hammer smash 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 like it, there, there's no subtlety to the message it's a little heavy handed a it lot is. of times <laughs> it's like listen for those of you who don't understand we're gonna just spell it out for you get your like, damn vaccine <laughs> yeah. it's it, gonna it, it save is. your life if, yeah if there's anything about the show that's a little bit like okay they really are very like it's not a subtle message when they're when they're talking about morals or imperatives and what makes society yeah. better. They are very clearly going to put it. It's barely a parable. Let's say I'll go say that it's barely a parable. Don't you think? Like uh, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. yeah, it's I like it, but but I agree with it, so I'm okay. Oh, I love it. You know, I'm okay I, with it. You know, well, I, I love it. I I unfortunately think that we are in a world where uh we need it to be that direct frankly yeah, we have beat someone over far the head too, with it they need it we yeah we have far too many people in our society that have in it have have learned or have bought into not really understanding subtlety so those are frequently some of the folks that are hurting society so i do feel like a show like this if there has any chance of speaking to the people who most need to hear it being very direct about it is probably a wise choice yeah. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. My okay, turn. You got one for me. My I turn. love the way you All answered right. mine. You were good. <laughs> well, only with your help. Only with your help. Only with your help. So listen, here's okay. mine. And and and, and okay. I'm just going to admit. Yeah. It's a little bit of a softball uh, because you're going to have an answer. Yeah. Knock it out of the park. Be, be ready. Knock it out of the park. Just okay. know that once you give your answer, this is my setup because this isn't okay, ask. This isn't ask me a question that makes me look stupid. 
this is making me look stupid, right? There's a difference <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so you're going to best my answer? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I'm telling you okay. before you give the answer. <laughs> wow. That I'm going to give you an answer after yours where you're going to go, hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, that might be a better answer. All right, that so here's my question. Okay, let me get my Vulcan mind meld or mind <laughs> oh, yeah. probe or hit, whatever. Hit that, this thing hit that is. first. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have a little or the sorry and brandy, but it's really already hit me way too hard because it's mostly just straight vodka. Wow. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Not just in this show, not just in Strange mm -hmm. New Worlds, but mm -hmm. in Star Trek, mm -hmm. what is Star Trek's most important philosophical tenet? Mm. Okay, so I I think that we uh, certainly have bunches and, of them. There's and bunches. this is this is hard. You're right because yeah, there are no. a lot of philosophical tenets, and yeah. so I I think that it is about what I was uh, alluding to earlier that um, that a different kind of future is possible if uh, if only we learn to value each other, and uh, mm -hmm. and that goes beyond just the each other that we know right now but it's all the each others that we're going to meet in our lives. And I think mm. some of the best episodes of Star Trek are the ones where we see people coming to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. And so I think of classic episodes like, you know, in the next generation where Picard is defined or is assigned, you know, um, defending the humanity of data, uh, the, the Android and where he is recognizing uh, the humanity, even in a machine and uh and uh we 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 see this this growth and and we, and we see this recognition there that there is something dare i say sacred in in all mm -hmm. life in the various uh essences that that we uh discover mm -hmm. life and the the recognition that that our view of life is is broader than uh than mm -hmm. we've ever imagined it to be and so that's one of the things that i love about star trek is yeah. that um and, and one of the things that uh, that continues to pull me in is that mm. it is about our own ability if we can get past the crap to create mm. this world ourselves um so um uh, so you know mark as a minister that's mm. that's why i try to preach every week like right. hey let's let's do this people we can make right. this world better if only we try okay so that's okay. my answer what's your so, better answer mark so, so <laughs> no so here, so here so here's the thing okay. that was a great answer i'm just gonna say yeah i'm gonna call what? it out i'm gonna call it out. it was a little long-winded uh, I'm going, no one has ever accused I'm, me of being long-winded, Mark. Never. Don't believe that. Uh, and, and no one has uh, accused you of being a liar either, have they? Because I feel like what you just did may have been a little fib. May have been a little fib. All right, so. What you think? You don't think that's true? You think you think I go on and on? I've never heard. I, I, okay. Okay. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm just saying. So listen. Okay. Uh, okay. I think you really, you really did a great job uh, of giving that answer. Uh, I I think that there yes of course you did uh, of course. I think there yeah. I think there is a more succinct to the point way of <laughs> okay. saying what All you right. said okay oh so you're gonna agree with me but you're gonna say I'm going it. I'm going to refine your answer in a way that you should have <laughs> ultimately <laughs> okay well, let's see let's okay. see what this okay. ultimately the most important philosophical tenet of Star Trek is a call to being our better selves. Hmm. Hmm. That's what you oh, said. You saw a lot more words to say. It. 
I, you know, Mark, we're people of story. You got to yeah. tell a story to bring but, people. So here's here's what I'm going to say. But, for, yeah. In order for us to get to your answer, you need in mind. You need the story to okay. get to this Fair distinct enough. point. Fair enough. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, though, more important than your answer or my answer or anybody okay. who's stupid or yeah. not looking stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. is that right now mm -hmm. in this world, what yeah. we need more than anything is a call to being our better selves we have yeah. so much yeah. going on in this world that is falling apart and causing pain mm -hmm. and suffering for so many people because yeah. there is lots there there's there are so many folks who are not hearing that call to their better selves they're hearing a call to their selfish selves or to their mm -hmm. self-reliant selves mm -hmm. or but not to their better selves um, and yeah. I do think that that's one of the beautiful things that Star Trek has always consistently done is call us towards being our better selves. Yeah, I love that. Let's let's be better people. <laughs> and, and we all can be. And we all can be. Um, and uh, that's that's part of what we're trying to do is to yeah, do better absolutely. with with each day so uh thanks mark this has been a lot of fun talking about star trek strange too much World. fun too much fun it's, and thanks for keeping us from geeking out totally on transporters <laughs> because i totally would have lived there <laughs> i um, hear you i would have so, <laughs> so next week we're going to talk about wow. something that uh that neither one of us are at nearly as familiar right. with uh, so one of the things that yeah yeah one of the things that's trending right now red alert here folks uh this is where the show went off the rails we thought we were going to be doing amazon prime's new night sky series uh but we also realized that uh, after we recorded the show that we do not want to have our geek cards revoked. Therefore, uh, this is a red alert to let you know next week's show will, of course, be responding to Disney Plus's brand new, coming out Friday, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So be please be aware that the next show will be on Obi-Wan Kenobi. We look forward to seeing you then. Number one, take us out of Red Alert. So uh, we encourage everybody to catch it and watch it before so that you can join in with the live broadcast and uh, be a part of our discussion. And then in a couple of weeks, I think we're planning to look mm. at Stranger Things. So we know yeah. that that's a show that drops all at once. And uh, the episodes are a little lengthy, so we want to give you a little bit of time to make sure Absolutely. that you've watched all of that. We don't want to <laughs> spoil it for you if you haven't watched it. So then uh, right. start watching that as well. So thanks, Mark, for a great conversation. Thanks to all of you for listening in and bringing your Star Trek geekiness along the ride. Live long and <laughs> prosper. Live long and prosper, which, you know, this the symbol, live long and prosper, is a Jewish symbol, right? Because yep. Nimoy and uh, yep. William Chapter are both Jewish. With his back, yep. Yep, that's right. So listen, that's right. So listen, okay. uh, we're, I'm going to go out with some music, but I'm going to do it in Pike fashion. Yeah. Hit it. Jesus, the Jesus.